0: Q code quest starts here.
1: Welcome everybody to the Q code podcast. Danny Travis Allen here. We've got a good episode for you today ready to punch you right in the
0: face with some knowledge <laughs> of some stuff. <laughs>
2: Not going to lie, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Just, we don't... It's a very violent <laughs> We don't come in and like wait subtly that. settle in some information. We just punch you in the face <laughs> with knowledge. Mm, like, we just take a book and crack you right into school. Hey! You'll learn this one way or another. If you
1: don't
0: want to know what Starlink is, too
1: bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See this bloody nose? I just gained some knowledge. Yep. That's when you know you just got smarter. That's what you call street smarts. Punch in the face. <laughs> but anyway, thanks. <laughs> but in the Matrix, when they're like putting him through a program, he still bleeds in real life. But he's gaining all that knowledge, right? Yeah.
1: Just imagine, while listening to this, that you are actually in the Matrix and you are learning new things. Like the,
2: uh, a-, a cord stuck into
1: the back of your head. Kung fu.
2: I know Kung Fu. <laughs> he's not
1: even British, but he's... Not. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> I don't think he's like a British <laughs> Kind of. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> anyway, let's get going on here. We wanted to start off a little different. Um, if you are following our Facebook and uh, Instagram page... And maybe I guess probably on Twitter, we, we're really stupid at Twitter, so it's there.
2: But uh, I don't know if it goes through when I post something because every time I click it to like to the little bar to slide over to do Twitter too, it like fails. So I really think that if I post something, it only goes on Facebook and Instagram. You just
1: <laughs> you just suck at so pushing prompt- that little thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to figure that. Well, out. wait real quick while we're talking about social medias and stuff like that. We have a website. I just want to mention, I don't think anybody knows somehow, but QCodePodcast.com and leave us comments or voice comments because we want to interact with our audience. Go. And we have not gotten a lot of comments on there. Do to <laughs> our
2: webpage. It's true. Alan we has created hard it, it, so it's very easy. You can literally do an instant messenger uh, comment you can do a comment like exa- like on the actual website right yeah. or you can do record a voice comments or a voice message yeah. on the website all of them are with the click of a button so if you can click buttons you can do it yeah and, and at s- this point
0: we probably will
2: reply. <laughs>
1: there's
0: there's not like so a, many people rushing. Probably a hundred percent chance that we will get to you. <laughs> so act now before we get really popular. And that's where you could also, we've been on our dream episodes. We've been asking people to try and like come up with, if they wanted to finish the dreams,
2: you can post on there. Like you can put a, finished to the dream
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but or if you just have a suggestion for another topic we could do that you would like or something you know the possibilities are limitless so over the last
1: three weeks or so uh we've been posting what are called q code quick hits and those are just little stories um little news articles or something that might be a little interesting something small enough that we don't really want to talk about it I mean, as like an actual segment on the show. But we wanted to kind of feature one today. And so we're going to do a quick question. That question is, how much do you actually love Harry Potter? Because there is a new roller coaster out in Universal Studios, Florida, Florida. Orlando. Yeah. And apparently, you if you want to ride it, you will need to get there bright and early, and that will
2: be the only ride you ride. <laughs> <laughs> so Trav is mentioning um quickly before I get into the story, I just want to say quick Q code quick hits, that's a bad A name. So whoever came up with that, Bravo. Well done. He's very proud of himself. <laughs> But yeah, no, like the story, I mean, it's a really simple, quick story. All it was is basically, hey, they opened a new Harry Potter ride at the uh, uh, Universal in Orlando, and it is themed around uh, Hagrid, and you get a ride. The mo- the roller coaster itself looks like a bunch of Hagrid's like motorcycles all in a row. Okay. And you get to, the coaster itself is one mile long one mile one mile it cost 300 million dollars to build this roller coaster as far as I understood I believe the article mentioned it was the most expensive roller coaster ever built um but the first day they opened the ride people were showing up at like 4 or 5 a.m in the morning standing in line like does the park even open that like the park wouldn't even be open then though, I, th- right? I don't know if they I think I don't know. I can't be 100%. It, the pictures I saw almost looked like they opened the park for people to just stand in line. Like you couldn't <laughs> do anything else other than if you just were... Just come get in line. <laughs> getting in line. And you then, are now free to stand in line. There were people there standing in line for like 15, 16 hours like all day long to get on this ride. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, yeah. I love
1: roller How coasters. How long does the ride but- last?
2: Well, I imagine, I mean, it's a mile long, so... Depends how fast you go, I guess. If you go 60 miles per hour, then one minute. You're not going to go 60 on a roller coaster, are you? Really? Do they go that fast? Some
0: Mm -hmm. do, yeah.
1: Most of them are probably around like 40, 45. They just seem
0: super fast because you're like out in the open air.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I I (laughs) guarantee you if I'm spending money to go to Universal Studios in Florida. Yeah. I'm not spending all day standing in one line. I will do whatever it takes. I will butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I will like, cheat I, so bad. I would be curious to see how long the line is now that the ride's been open for a couple weeks. I mean, sure, it's still long. But this was like, I, my guess is there was a lot of people that just wanted to be on the ride on the first day.
3: Why does and that so, even matter?
2: For them, it was worth it to wait the 16 hours just to be like, I was there on the first day that this ride was open. <laughs> Harry Potter files. You, this is kind of random, but
0: you know what I've noticed as an adult that I don't like? Like as a kid, if you were in line and another kid cut in front of you, you could just be like, he butted. He butted me in line, <laughs> guys. Hey. Hey. But as an adult, like even though the someone's an asshole because they just cut right in front of you, you're more of an asshole if you start going, "He butt me in line, (laughs) guys." Oh, trust me, he butt me.
2: People will say something. <laughs> do, we, do we need to talk about the time that two people butt in
1: front of you in Disneyland and you decided to post about it on social media but omitted their faces just in case somehow it would get back to
2: their, to their employer and they would get fired? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't think it was – it kind of required them to be fired from their jobs, but I wanted people to know – what the back of their heads because like. <laughs> he if you're budding someone that's what you're gonna see is the back of their head <laughs> and, but and, and they're so making it because like it's really busy at disneyland too obviously i'm sure anyone who's been there knows so when i took the picture try to take the picture inconspicuously too like there was no way but to capture like quite a few peak people in the frame of the picture, right? Yeah. So if you remember, I like literally had to go into an editing software, put little gold stars on their backs so I could be like, check out the people with the gold stars on their back. <laughs> I, they are butters. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I need you to find
2: that and then post
1: it to social <laughs> or post it to Instagram so that everybody can see. He was like super... It's got to be made my me, Facebook What history. made me laugh was the fact that he thought that this would this would get them
0: <laughs> <laughs> like like, like they're on their I'll account sh- and yeah. they just come across the picture like, oh my god i'll show you all of my friends
1: will know what you <laughs> did
2: <laughs> wait how <laughs> long ago was this that one? this is like 2 years ago or something <laughs> like that it's like i think it was even longer than that it might have been like 4
1: years ago or something like
2: that but- Uh, so i'm gonna have to go back a while no
1: that's fine you have time to do that so Uh, sometime this sometime (laughs) in in the next little bit you know post that but anyway so there you go uh if if you do go to universal studios florida and ride that ride let us know if it's worth standing in line for however long you
2: did tell us how long you stood in line for and how was the ride so to sum it up Trav, your own question how long would be the maximum amount of time that you would wait in line to get on that ride? 45 minutes. That is my max for any ride. Alan. That sounds
0: about that sounds reasonable. Forty five
1: minutes. Like what, an hour what? just seems like I'm taking too much of the day. Yeah. yeah. And
0: like there are other rides you gotta get to. Like it's yeah. do you want quantity or just like quality? But that that doesn't justify missing all the other rides for one other for one ride. But I just I thought, I don't know if it's ever been done or attempted, but why don't they have like some type of reservation system on the rides? They like, do have they fast do passes, passes at to at Disneyland.
1: Like Disneyland, but Universal Studios. Where you can like say,
0: you got to be there at 845 yeah, exactly. that's what a fast pass is. Or else it's going to the next person that's scheduled. Yeah, that's pretty
1: much what the fast passes do at Disney You have like now. a
2: little small window that you can oh, go show yeah. oh, okay. you know, you yeah, go basically you on.
1: you go and you get a ticket and it says return to this ride within this hour from 9:45 to 10:45, you can ride you can skip the line and ride.
0: Oh. So,
1: but Universal Studios like you can do that but you have to pay like extra. Extra for this pass and it's I don't even think it's really worth it because it's like a whole other like day pass. I yeah. mean, they're already super expensive, so I don't know if it's it's much worth it. But anyway,
2: Zane so, uh, would care how long I would wait.
1: <laughs> well, just why don't you just tell us? <laughs> do you, do we really have to like? How much would you wait, Daniel? <laughs> yes, that was the question. You could just answer. You could just tell okay, us. <laughs> so you
2: guys both said forty-five minutes. I would wait forty-six. Oh, okay, because. You guys would leave and I would get on the ride. Suckers.
1: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't get in the line to begin with if I knew it was longer than 45 minutes. minutes, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, 46 Mm -mm." (laughs) minutes. Nope. But they're usually shorter than what the time actually says. Um, But anyway. Mm. So our show today, we've got, uh, like I said, or like we always do, three questions, three topics for you. We're going to Shake it up a little bit. I'm Ooh. normally last, but today I am first. Um apparently yeah, my today it's
0: you're from went you with it. You're from What Flip it and
1: reverse it. Yeah. Yep. So I mean I guess my is topic is a I little bit more science-y to. than the other two, which is just amazing. So that's the way that I, we've learned that Danny actually <laughs> like <laughs> schedules these. It's like if that's why I'm always last <laughs> because mine has the least amount of science in it. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna start with me today. I'm talking about uh, uh, is there actually momentum in sports? Is it real? Uh, then we'll move on to Alan, who's gonna be talking about the origin of. Idioms, what are they? And we'll finish it up with Dan's question: Would you want your life to be a musical?
2: Don't, Don't you? know.
1: I'm gonna huh? have to think about that. <laughs> Punk. But uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with my question.
2: All right. Uh oh. What? What's wrong? The bottle's almost full. I'm still going. I'm so stop going. I'm, I can't stop going once I've started. It stings. Okay, so,
3: <laughs>
1: if you don't know what that clip is from, I feel bad for you, but that is from Dumb and Dumber. And, and you need to
0: be punched in the face with knowledge. Yeah, you do.
1: The knowledge that this is one of the greatest films ever made in the history of all
2: the universes. And it's, it's the original. <laughs> I'm glad you said all the universes. Yes. <laughs> all. It's the original Dumb and Dumber as well. Not wasn't, What was the second one called? Like Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah. And then there was Dumb and Dumber Two, but
0: that was, wasn't, that was the second one. Dumb and Dumberer, right?
1: Yeah. That was when they were back in high school. And so like it wasn't, Bob the same. Saget was
0: in it. Yeah. Wait, is there another? Oh, yeah. They did do another one with Jim Carrey and,
2: yeah, but that one wasn't as good yeah. either. You just I just don't think, think I ever saw that one. The Daniel? number two. <sighs> Which wasn't that in the last like two years, three years?
0: Yeah. Probably two,
2: three years. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Anyway,
1: the reason why I had that as my sounder, I mean, I'm talking about momentum here. once you start going, you can't stop because it stings. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in it's the same same so apply that true. to sports once you start going, if you stop, it will sting. so <laughs> usually ending in a loss but uh so I wanted to talk about something that uh that all sports fans are familiar with, and you know we've already talked. Or I've already mentioned the word momentum, but it goes by many other names. So, uh, and one of them I hadn't heard of. Have you heard of the Big Mo? Um, I don't know if I've heard that one either. It's but called, I
2: saw it mentioned. A lot of people call it the Big Mo, apparently, and I'm recently like, since. But I was looking at a couple articles.
1: Also called the hot hands, uh, also referred to as being in the zone. But the nerd name for it is psychological momentum, PM. They call it PM. So, you know, let me. One of the, or the. Sorry, let me start over. The reason why I came up with this is, uh, me and a coworker uh, were discussing just sports in general. I mean, it's just something that comes up, um, and we were just kind of both fascinated with the idea that this momentum exists or maybe doesn't exist in in sports i mean i think we all see it and uh and so i was just you know wanted to to look into it a little bit more and uh so let me paint to start out let me paint a a little picture for everybody just so you can kind of see an example of a momentum shift in real life so here is the picture for you the date (laughs) February fifth, <laughs> two thousand seventeen. The, the event Super Bowl fifty one. <laughs> the teams Atlanta Falcons versus the New England Patriots. The score twenty eight to three for the Falcons. <laughs> so that's the situation. If you watch that game, was that a half? The, that was that was well. At what point was it? So every single person in the world at that time was feeling great and at ease. Except for, Except for the state of Massachusetts <laughs> and every other Patriots fan. Uh, the, I'll get to answering your question in just a second. So the Falcons were killing the Patriots on defense, forcing the Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, to scramble and get rid of the ball by creating turnovers. Meanwhile, the Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan kept the offense moving forward with the help of his star wide receiver, Julio Jones, and running back Devontae Freeman. With the way the game and momentum was going, it was unfathom I can't say this word, unfathomable unfathom- <laughs> that the Patriots could make a comeback. Because after all, no team in NFL history had ever come back from that type of deficit in the Super Bowl. Especially with so little time left. But
0: there's a first time for everything. So, so wait, they were down 25? They were down 20, is, 28 to 3. So, yeah, down 25 points. Which is four possessions minimum, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not going to go into a super long detail about the game because I'm not really talking about the game as much as the momentum shift.
2: The concept of the momentum.
1: Yeah. So, at this point, it's second and goal. With two minutes and twelve left two minutes and twelve seconds left to go in the third quarter, and the Patriots are sitting on the five and a half yard line. And so that and it's so that's that's the timing. It's almost the end of the third yeah. quarter. They're down by twenty five. They have been getting murdered. <laughs> I remember, I mean, before Which I go I on, enjoyed Do you guys episode. remember where you were? watching yep. it <laughs> well obviously watching <laughs> it but were you like i was at a party or I was something
2: actually watching it fair i might have been all alone because i think it was a year where my son had plans to go watch it with his mom and i typically would go to a super bowl party but the party that i usually go to didn't happen that year and next thing i know i found myself just at home and I literally was the only cuz I think Liz had the kids like somewhere else. And it was me and I got hungry. I ordered pizza. <laughs> this is like the saddest story ever. <laughs> you could have called remember, me. I know. I, like, <laughs> I should have. And I remember the pizza guy came over and <laughs> you could tell he was partially irritated that he had to work during the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. But the delivery guy comes over, brings me my pizza. And he, like, typically pizza guys are totally like, they just kind of in and out, right? This guy was more than happy to just to kind of like slowly to go through the transaction because he could see my TV from the door <laughs> and stuff. And he's like, kind of trying to, like, I can see him like trying to look over me and see it and stuff. He's like, are the Falcons still winning? And I'm like, yeah. And I think at that time, I don't even remember when the Patriots scored their three. It, it was, was it 21 0 at some point? Oh, I don't. It, yeah,
1: I think it was 21 0, then they scored three or whatever. Yeah, but. it was
2: something like that. And he, I'm like, it's 21 0 Falcons because this is still like before they got to the 20, 28 three point. And <laughs> he just leaves. Like, he's like, woo! <laughs> yeah! And I'm like, you got some money on the Falcons? Like, oh, yeah, dude! Oh, you guys would have a lot. You
1: should have just invited him in, yeah. Just be like, "Hey, I'm a fellow gambler. I also like to put money down on things."
2: But yeah, so let's just say I'm sure his night did not go so well. Well, I don't think anybody's did that
1: was not a Patriots fan because I mean, it. I was at uh, a friend's house who I can't remember if it was. the Cause this was back in what two thousand seventeen, I think I was working for. So I think it was my boss's house. Like his uh, before he was my boss, he was he was a neighbor and friend. But anyways, we're over there. We're watching it on like he's got a theater down in his basement. We're watching it there. Uh, his wife is a huge Patriots fan. It's if you listen to our last podcast, our sports podcast, you would know that I am not a Patriots fan at all. I'm tired of seeing them win. It's ridiculous. But, um, and that whole thing, like, but it was really hard once they started turning things around not to kind of, like, root for them. Just because you're like,
2: Well, it's this, like, it's history
1: in the well, making. yeah, it's history in the making. So you're like, oh, come on. Just, or at least make this interesting. Like, go into overtime, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's where we sit right now. So it's second and goal. Two minutes and 12 seconds left to go in the third quarter. The Patriots sit on the five and a half yard line. Now, it's difficult to pinpoint the exact moment the momentum shift occurred because you can't really, I mean, you can make the argument for every completed pass or every yard gained or every missed tackle, but for the sake of argument, we'll just use this moment as the point in time where everything changed. So Brady, you know, the the ball was hiked. Tom Brady took the ball, did like a five, seven step drop back, and then uh, threw a quick little out route to, to James White, the running back, who caught it and dove in for the touchdown. And at that point, it was 9-28. to 28. Yeah. Now, so that's what I'm kind of contributing as like the momentum shift. So, Obviously, they had to get down there and some good things were happening for them. But, I mean, they sucked pretty much the whole time up to that point. So it was like, sometimes you just need something positive to go in your direction. And for them... I think scoring finally actually scoring a touchdown the end of the third quarter in the Super Bowl was that momentum shift.
2: So do you remember, or did you already say this? Like, what was the how much time was on the clock? At, Two
1: minutes and eleven seconds at in that the third point, quarter. In right? the third quarter, yeah.
2: Okay, I remember being really late <clears throat> yeah. in the game. So. Yeah. Okay,
1: and then you know from that point they continued to score until the game was tied twenty eight twenty eight. And at the end of regulation, and so I mean, the Falcons did literally nothing from that from that point on. As soon as yeah. as soon as the Patriots started scoring, the Falcons stopped scoring, and they were able to take it into overtime. Patriots end up oh, winning. Didn't go into overtime. Yeah, Patriots end up winning. History,
2: right? Well, if I remember right, actually, the Falcons were three and a half. Well, maybe <clears throat> I think they might have been like three and a half point underdogs in that game and then because they lost 34 28 in overtime because the Patriots scored a touchdown they like didn't even cover let alone win the game yeah so (laughs) so anyway worse for the pizza delivery guy (laughs) so that's
1: just kind of shows you an example of what I'm talking about um there's some other examples here but so
0: but Tom Brady he seems to be like he this is why like I Hate him so much is because he can just like, at will. It seems like just utilize momentum more than anybody else. Well, I think that's the, just what makes
1: like you know good player. You know, good. <laughs> I mean, the the ones that you remember, the ones that are you know winning championships and things like that. I mean, you can call them clutch players. You can call them. You know, yeah. you can you can say that he's utilizing momentum, but really what they're doing is just they're just. Utilizing their skills that they have to change the outcome of the game, and uh, so I mean, there's there's some other examples I have here. So you guys will remember this. Um, the uh, this was last year's uh, NBA Finals with the Cavs and the Warriors and the Warriors. Game one, Cavs pretty much they got lucky and and could have had an opportunity to score the last shot. Had J.R. Smith <laughs> not just held the ball and thought that oh, we got like
2: I don't even know I well, can't no, remember he he ran the other like they were down by one if I remember right but he thought that but they he were maybe thought they were tied or tied or thought they were up
1: one what I think he other? he thought they were up one because yeah. if they were tied they would have tried to shoot yeah
2: so maybe that's what it was but yeah so instead of like he gets an offensive rebound if I remember right and then instead of going looking for another shot. He books it towards half court, trying to like run away from defense. Like like I'm gonna waste trying the clock out get fouled or something. Like
1: he literally like. Meanwhile, LeBron James block. is like, "Give me the ball."
2: <laughs> LeBron was genuinely genuinely upset. Like yeah. he was mad. Well, Super if big. you
0: if you watch interviews after that and the reporters asking LeBron James, like, do you, what what was Jr. thinking? Like, what was going through his head? And he's, he's just so pissed. He's like, that's the dumbest question. Okay, I have no idea what he was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in his head. Like, yeah. never ask me that question again. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the thing is, like, I get the anger that he had because they had an opportunity to win, but it's a seven-game series. It was game one. They had six other opportunities.
2: Yeah. Well, they only got to three more. They only got to three more, but that's my
1: point is that that one moment seemed to have just freaking kicked them in the junk, knocked the wind out of them for the rest of the series.
2: They could never get their momentum back after that. So if you don't mind me interjecting for a second, Trav, we're going to, as you go through this, maybe I might play my favorite game, Devil's Advocate. (laughs) (laughs) But so momentum is one of those things. And I'm sure this is what you found too. Um, and, and you're probably getting to this, but it's one of those things that's obviously hard to quantify or else if it was something easily measured, we'd just be like, Oh, this is momentum and we can measure it. And this is when it happens. Right? So I think sometimes we're watching something. So for example, for the warriors and calves series, You have this situation where, yes, like the Cavs probably played a little bit over their heads. The Warriors maybe didn't play their best game and the Cavs were in a position where they could have stolen game one for sure. Like if J.R. Smith didn't make that bonehead move, there was a a high probability that the Cavs win that game. Mm -hmm. But in the end, and then we see it as, okay, and then after that, like everything fell apart and they got swept, right? But what if the truth is the Cavs were actually just the inferior team, and the Warriors were the superior team. So really what happened was you just had a case where because the Warriors were the better team, that's ultimately what caused the sweep. Well, yes, Daniel. You did jump ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you
1: examples right Got now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, after that, uh, another example is uh now i don't remember this personally like watching it but i've seen an espn 30 for 30 on it and various other you know just like youtube videos and stuff but that's the uh, famous reggie miller versus the knicks game ah, back eight, in 95 eight, points
2: in, eight like, points
1: in nine seconds yeah. and uh basically the the pacers were down six points uh with 18 seconds left and uh reggie miller hits a three the Knicks inbound it, he steals it, steps back, hits another three. Uh, they foul crap, I always forget this dude's name. Starks Starks. John Starks. John Starks. Starks. They foul him. He goes to the line, bricks both both uh free throws. <laughs> the Pacers get it. They foul Reggie. He of course sings some history. Right? So Wait, why'd they foul him? Well, because I mean, it's exactly just like sure. an accident. I, just, I don't know I don't exactly know. why they fouled him, but He got to the line. And there you have it. Eight points in nine seconds. They go on to win. And that's the whole famous thing where he turns around to uh, Spike Lee and does the whole choking symbol. uh, (laughs) But uh, so anyway, like (laughs) momentum, I think now not to uh, discredit, you know, whatever you were saying, because I pretty much agree with you in in your devil's advocacy. But um, it's just really my favorite game. (laughs) But, uh, you know, in the momentum that we're we're seeing in these games, like we had one that kind of, you know, was a longer, uh, you know, like that lasted through a quarter and a few minutes. Another one that seemed to have lasted through like a whole series. Another one that lasted for 16 seconds. So, um, I mean, like you were saying, you can't quantify – or you can't, it's really hard and difficult to actually figure out what this momentum is. Um, they did a, uh, so in kind of in support of what you were saying, uh, scientists or, or, or psychologists have, you know, done an experiments. And one of them is a simple one that anybody can do, but you just take a coin, and you flip it a hundred times. You know, when you flip a coin, it's 50-50, right? Could land heads, could land tails. Yeah. But if you flip it a hundred times or even more than that, there are going to be runs where you just get heads, 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 heads. Mm-hmm. You could get 10 heads in a row, but the next coin that you flip, Still the probability is not greater that it's going to land tails or yeah. even heads. Yeah. It's- so that's kind of what they're saying is that like we talk about momentum, but is momentum like a real thing? Because you have all these games that are being played and there's just probability that something like this
2: is going to happen. Trav, first of all, well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Yes. That's, I think, and I, be, I say that because that is the feeling that I have when it comes to momentum in sports, is exactly that. Um, it's, there's two parties. You can go extreme one way, extreme the other. But, yeah, in the end, if you have enough of something, if you have enough occurrences of anything Things are going to happen. And those things that happen that are out of the norm or out of the ordinary are the things that are gonna stick in your head. And therefore you as a human being will feel like that happened due to what you you know, the narrative that you want to place on it, i.e. momentum. Yeah. The one thing that I wanted to oh, wait, to, I I oh. I wanted to
0: give my version of this okay (laughs) real quick so here in utah where we are don't we have like a big fault line or something right here that haven't you guys heard that there's supposed to be a big earthquake yes sometime in the future here so i've heard whenever i've talked about this like with fellow utahns they're like yeah they say there's supposed to be a big earthquake it's it's we're we're like we're due now, like every day day that goes by, the probability goes up of us having an earthquake, but you can't say on any given day, like today versus tomorrow that tomorrow is more likely to have the earthquake mm-hmm. on that day tomorrow, it's still the same probability, yeah, you would
2: have had it's still like flipping the coin fifty fifty chance, yeah, yeah, I. I mean, I see what you're saying, and I would probably respectfully disagree. <laughs> you can't say tomorrow is
0: more likely to than today for that earthquake to happen. If you're going to say in that context,
2: yes. But there is a certain variable where the, when there's something that's inevitably going to happen at some point, the more you move forward. In a strange way, the higher the probability will be that that thing will av- it will will occur at some point, if that makes sense. But you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's more of a chance. Like, you can't say there's more of a chance it's going to happen tomorrow than a year from now, per se. Like, because it could just happen tomorrow. But yeah. as time goes on, I guess you're saying – you would be saying that that possibility yeah. is going to happen at some point. Well, so I- It's
0: coming closer, I guess. Well, I was I guess what I was saying is like I was likening each individual day to each individual coin flip, but the inevitable uh earthquake would be more like inevitably you're going to end the streak and flip a, a heads, right? Yeah, no, I think that that's a good way to <laughs> put it. All right, never mind. Screw my whole <laughs> screw my whole analogy. <laughs> I was on board, Alan. <laughs> no, I think
2: the way you described it Daniel the last was, time was, makes yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, okay, So, you know, we
1: so what we've done right at, I mean, up to this point is we haven't really done anything. Like, is, is momentum real? There's, there's different theories. And to be honest, nobody's ever really been able to say, oh yeah, it's like a real thing. However, I would like to say this, we've all if you're a sports fan we've all been in the situation where you're sitting there watching a game and you feel it the moment it happens and it's weird because while this momentum that we speak of you know may or may not exist whatever it is it's intangible and invisible but might even be able to you know can even describe it as maybe like a spiritual feeling Um, however, psychologists have come up with a series of steps, uh, that might be able to explain how the momentum happens. So we may not be able to quantify it. We may not be able to, uh, predict it, but when you look at the outcome and you kind of go backwards, you can kind of see how it happened. And there's
3: some
2: things that are in common with these momentum shifts. Is this like... One, is this, like, by chance called the multidimensional model of momentum in sports? Probably. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's a good model. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That is... Uh, I like that model. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, I I actually was going to say something that was more relevant to what you were saying, and... You know, sometimes you get sidetracked on trying to come up with the name of a really complicated named model and you forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so you forgot. <laughs> Brain fart is what that's
0: called.
2: <laughs> so it's but basically – well,
0: You said you can feel it. I think especially in sports, like you always have a, an, an auditory way of, feel, of sensing momentum because there's a crowd. There are fans. When things start to change, it's like... I think that that's why playing at home helps so much is because your fans, like, they give you that boost when they feel things are starting to go your way.
2: So here's like... Okay. You can
0: feel it because, like, your brain knows when
2: the crowd is going nuts, something's yeah. happening. So this is what I was going to say. So along the lines of that, there, and this is just an open question, is... Do you guys think that momentum in sports is actually something that you can, in real time, feel or sense? Or is it really something that you don't really feel or understand or sense until after the fact, but that's because something happened, you then put a narrative to that thing, and then your brain processes it in a way that's like, yeah, like I knew like from this moment that's when the momentum shifted. But did you really like, could you be, could we be sitting here watching any old game right now? And then all of us would just be like momentum just shifted.
1: Okay. I can answer that for you. Okay. Go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I have an example for you. Okay. This was last year. Uh, f- so if anybody who knows me, I am a huge Chicago bears fan. First game of the season last year, or the first bears game was against the Packers. And everybody discredited the the Bears coming out. I mean, the Packers are the Packers. They have Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, he's going to walk all over them. So what happens the first half? The Bears pretty much are murdering them. And Aaron Rodgers even gets injured towards the end of the second, second quarter, ends up leaving. Oh, yeah, this is the first game. First game. Yeah, I remember that. Aaron Rodgers came back in as soon as he came back out of that that uh, locker room i i remember looking at my wife and i said game's over <laughs> like and maybe that's just me just kind of you know just knowing from the past of what what aaron rodgers has done but i can tell you that the feeling that i felt was just that like something changed and then yeah. when they went in um and of course ended up that the Packers came back and
2: won the game. Now, so really quick on that. One, and these are, I mean, I'm just shooting these out here. One, do you, would you think that you felt that because you are a fan of the Chicago Bears? So genuinely, fans typically fear the worst, right, for their team because they don't want their team to lose. So how often – I've done do this see, with
1: other games that are not teams. Like there is seriously something, and I mean – Can you sit there and tell me that you've never sat there and just realized, oh, this game has turned?
2: Yeah, no, like for sure. Like I, when I watch sports, I can be a fan. Like I can fall into just flat out. Yes. Like exactly what you're explaining. I'm not disagreeing with you because I feel like I felt that before. I feel like I've been like, I, I knew this was going to happen before it happened, you know? Um, But, like, for example, here's an interesting fact. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers has the least amount of comebacks, um, game-winning comeback, like, drives of any quarterback that – I can't remember what the criteria is, but it's, like, all these quarterbacks have been in the league the same amount of time he has or whatever. And you would think that Aaron Rodgers would be one of the most.
0: Yeah, but couldn't that be because they're always ahead that. Could, they don't need to make
2: comebacks. <laughs> there's a, there's a
3: lot
2: of <laughs> <good> <laughs> No, that's I agree and I th- I had that exact same thought too. Like there's a lot of variables that go into play. And then psychologically like we're just negatively geared. Um as human beings, we always have a negative bias. So it would be interesting to see like how many times and there's there's just no way. Like I can't go back. You can't go back. None of us can go back and really remember this. But how many times were we watching a game where we were like, "Oh, Here it goes, but we remember the ones that we predict predicted right, right? We remember all the ones where like, see, I knew like this was going to happen. I knew this other team was going to come back and win or whatever. (laughs) But you never remember the ones where you were wrong. You never come after like, well, I was wrong on that one, and like, let me call my friends. Like, yeah, I thought this thing's going to happen, but it didn't you know, like you only Says talk you. about only talks about, you only talk about the ones that like actually happened. That I you would predicted. talk about the ones that I got close. <laughs> like I almost predicted it, but anyway, sorry,
1: go ahead. Anyway, so these steps that they talk about, like I said, um, you can kind of look at the steps and see it's, it's called psychological momentum. What we're talking about is, like I said, it's intangible, it's invisible. So, It's not far off to say that, you know, things can happen just because you can't predict it or you can't quantify it doesn't mean that it still doesn't exist in some way or another. But um, I guess the point of it is like, yeah, maybe don't use it to try and predict the outcome of a game because you're not going to be able to do that. Um, But what you can do is you can take a look and you can kind of learn from um, just for interest sake. Again, this is not going to help any coach or anybody in the game. But so step one, and this is a six step process of, of looking at this. So step one, the momentum begins with a single event, such as like an interception or a much needed three point shot made. Step two, the event would then affect how each player on both teams, and coaches and fans would react such as sudden – like a sudden burst of energy. We're talking about physiology here, just how the body reacts to that. You know, you, you make a shot or you, you intercept the ball, run it in for a touchdown. Like all of a sudden, there's a sudden burst of energy and adrenaline that goes throughout everybody
2: or the exact opposite for the other team and fans. Um, so I guess this would be a good time just to say, yeah, so momentum – can be positive. A lot of times people talk about it in a
1: positive way, but it is also negative.
2: And negative momentum can actually be more powerful than positive momentum. Yeah. um, Psychologically.
1: Yes. Step three is a change in behavior such as a boost in confidence. You know, while confidence is not tangible, the effect of it is visible to others. So, you know, all of a sudden, you make that three. And we've seen, I mean, we've seen players do it time and time again in the NBA like you get the hot hand you get on a hot streak nobody can explain it why all of a sudden I mean you're you're just as talented right now as you have ever been you know in the NBA I mean yeah you work on your craft and things you get better but at that exact moment is when all of a sudden you're like a thousand times better so it's just it comes down to it's kind of a psychological thing you I think it's like the the engine that could right Mm-hmm. I think I can, I think yeah. I can, and, and therefore I did. I did, Yeah, you know? And so, it, well, like,
0: um, you know, like in movie, like there are people who listen to like those inspirational tapes or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, just give yourself positive affirmations in the morning. Say,
2: you are a strong woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am a strong woman.
2: Is that another reference to, like, Friends?
1: (laughs) Alan loves to reference Friends. (laughs) (laughs) The episode where Chandler needs to quit smoking, and so they give him a a self-help tape, and he listens to it when he's asleep. (laughs) At least he moved
0: to a different character this time. (laughs) Yeah, it's always Joey. (laughs) Guys, it's one of the best shows ever. It is a good show. (laughs) But so I think just the positive way of thinking, it it, re- it like builds upon itself. It's like a feedback loop cycle. Well, it does. And it spreads. You start with one small thing and then you feel better. And then you think, I can do this. And then you feel better when you accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So, step four kind of adds on to that. So, it's a
1: change in performance. So, now all of a sudden, oh, I hit one shot. I could do it again. Mm-hmm. I now have this confidence. So, now you can, like, now I'm going to do better. Uh, step five in a head-to-head matchup, both teams will start to feel the effects, whether they are positive or negative. So now you're starting to see where that momentum, both negative and positive, are, are affecting each team or players or, or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, step six, you know, if the momentum indeed does make it that far, because. M- Thing with momentum too is it could be killed at any moment. I mean, you look at the the runs that they have in in basketball. I mean, you might have a team that goes on a ten nothing run, but as soon as another <laughs> the other team makes it, it's like okay, well that's done now. Yeah, that momentum's
2: ended. Or it's the same thing, like you were saying, if that same player comes down, hits that three point shot that you were just explaining began the whole process of the momentum. Yeah, but then the next, but shot, the next shot, the other team goes down and just hits a three pointer. Then, then it, it, it
1: killed it. Offsets it. Kills yeah. it. Yeah. So step six, if the momentum makes it that far, you will see an immediate outcome or change of play and as a residual effect, the score of the game in, in a lot of situations. But so that's basically it. What, what we've talked about here is really not. It's something that you can't. And, and I think this is why scientists and, and psychologists have a hard time with it, because
2: it's not something that can really be explained. Yeah, it can't be measured measured, yeah, in any kind of like we said earlier quantifiable way. And yeah, did yeah. you I don't did you have any studies or anything that people did? I was just I'm just curious. I
1: that. didn't go I was more just kind of I knew at this point we'd be going pretty long, but uh you know, it's just I just ended by basically saying, you know, although we can kind of see how it happens, you know there's no way to predict predict when it will happen or how long how even long you know the the momentum will last it's kind of like what we've already talked about and so it's just an interesting concept i've sat there and i've felt it you know you kind of feel the room change or even if you're in the arena or whatever whatever it is you know it just it changes and it's just interesting to see the ebb and flow of the momentum
2: I, but it is funny enough it reminds me of Excuse me, a concept in quantum physics, and I know this sounds crazy. Like, why would I go to that? But it's kind of like the whole idea in quantum physics. We we're not going to go deep into this, but basically, a particle can be in two places at once Mm -hmm. in quantum physics. So it's almost to me like that. Like on one hand, yes, like there is something that you can sense that is occurring. That you as a fan, you as a player, if you were the actual one, you know, in the game can feel this momentum, like you said, and you go through the steps of, <clears throat> I just lost my voice. <laughs> you go through the steps of the six steps that you just described. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, anytime a, a researcher, a scientist, a psychologist comes in and tries to quantify or measure that momentum, they can't. And because of that, they imme- a lot of times if they can't do that, they immediately
1: disrupt it as like, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, Again... We're
0: talking about Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat. This
1: whole thing, I'm not... So two states at once. I'm not talking yeah. as if it does or it doesn't. I'm just saying there is something there. But it's not... It's just one of those mysteries of the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or of the it's universe. Like con- consciousness is like the thing that scientists cannot... Psychologists uh, can't figure it out.
2: Like, yeah. what the crap is consciousness?
0: We and don't it know. It's like...
2: Is it there though because we create a narrative around it and we put it in place because we saw something that is hard for us to explain or that we don't see all the time. Is that really what it is? And, but even if that's what it is, it doesn't change the fact that we felt something Mm -hmm. or that we feel like there is something there. And on the flip side, the measurements or the scientists or the studies are always going to come back with, well, no, that's just randomness. Like randomness looks, can look like patterns, can look like a narrative, but it's really just randomness. Just like you explained with the coin situation. If you flip a coin, it's not just going to go heads, tails, heads, tails, heads, tails, even though in a way that's what you want it to do because it's supposed to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. But instead, you could have six heads in a row, followed by seven tails, followed by three heads. You know, mm-hmm. it's just back and forth. So, yeah, that's my two
1: cents. Well, and that is my segment. We should get moving on here. So uh, let's, let's move on to Alan's question of what is the origin of idioms?
3: There are rules for policemen. Yeah. That's what my captain keeps telling me. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. Thanks for the advice. Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench, A pain in the ass. Happy trails, Hans. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator the same shit happen to the same guy
0: twice. <laughs> okay, Die Hard. <laughs> <Zuh>. <laughs> yep, that was Die Hard. You Did maybe... you create that mashup?
2: Yeah. Oh. So you complain that I have a couple of sounders, <laughs> but you're over here creating ginormous <laughs> mashups. Yeah, all right, I see well, how it is. When things
0: are for me, I don't mind putting time into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for other people. But you may be wondering. What, what does that have to do with anything? Yes, uh, well, I'm here to talk about idioms. What do they mean, and what are their origins? so, so idioms, idioms
2: is not just dumb people, it's what? idiots yeah oh, <laughs> <He's> uh, idiot <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you're such an idiom
0: you're right idiom um well, first of all, okay, what is an idiom? An idiom is an expression that is peculiar peculiar to itself grammatically or cannot be understood from the the individual meanings of the words. Quite a few idioms are language specific and thus difficult to translate. Um, The reason die hard is because die hard is actually an idiom. Oh, Mm. I didn't know that until I read the definition of what an idiom is.
2: (laughs) So really quick because you just read that description and this is for myself because I... Do you want to hear it I'm kind of an idiom. <laughs> so, anyway, like, just... <laughs> no, like, so does it just mean, like, it's something that is said and can be taken literally, but if you took it literally, it would mean something completely different than what it's intended to be meant. Is that yeah. sense? Okay.
0: Yeah, like, if you just took the words in the, in the phrase literally, it would make no sense or would not mean yeah, at die all. Hard. Yeah, it wouldn't mean close to what it actually means or how it's used in okay. the language. I just want to make sure that I understood it. So maybe they're called idioms because like, you sound like an idiot saying it if you don't know what the actual meaning of it is. Hmm. What, what, so we, what is it like the when in Rome, do as Ro- the Romans <laughs> do? But on Anchorman, <laughs> is it Anchorman? That he doesn't know how to say it correctly? Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> when in Rome...
2: He just uses it in, the, in like the, the wrong context. context. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, I picked out uh, a bunch of my favorite. Like, I just, I researched them, found different idioms, and then I picked out, like, ones that I liked. And I'm going to ask you guys to to tell me what you think the idiom means, and then try and use it in a sentence. Got it. So... We're going to start with die hard. Travis, do you know what it means? You know, I actually
1: feel like I read this at one point in time. I can't remember at all, but it is to die really bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hard. (laughs) My answer was going to be uh, to die in a difficult manner. So similar to yours. Yeah but just more of like it was very difficult for me to die but I did die so I died hard <laughs> <laughs> wait what, what was your sentence Jeff? <laughs> just to die really badly
0: <laughs> <laughs> die hardly okay so the meaning of die hard is a person who holds stubbornly to a minority view in defiance of the circumstances
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah that makes sense now in hindsight
0: yeah. like i'm a diehard fan mm-hmm. meaning like you like him a lot even though other people don't mm-hmm. i was
2: so stuck on just like the title of the movie that i couldn't see outside of that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i guess if you look at but, it like he's in so so what does it mean again
0: A person who holds stubbornly to a minority view in defiance of the circumstances. Okay,
1: so basically in that movie, you know, Die Hard, he is pretty much the only one because yeah, if you think about it, like all of them come in they they take control of and and take hostage of all the w- workers and they take control of the Nakatomi Plaza building and he is the only outlier the only person that is outside of that whole thing yeah. that can make any He's difference the minority, He's the minority
2: defying him yeah. yeah. like he just doesn't give up but i didn't no think about what. it that way that is a good way to
0: think so, about it okay <laughs> So there that's, we go.
2: <laughs> I wonder if that's I, why they named it that or if they were just like, this sounds cool. This sounds super cool. Like he's die, he doesn't die, but we just want it to sound like maybe he does. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to know
0: the meaning of the idiom, but also where does this come from? Where does uh, it go? Do you guys have any ideas? Have no clue. So Die Hard... Uh, Its origin is, while it's typically refers to someone with a strong dedication to a particular set of beliefs, the term diehard originally had a series of much more literal meanings. In its earliest incarnation in the 1700s, the expression described condemned men who struggled the longest when they were being executed by hanging. (laughs) So Uh, so I guess in that sense, it literally was they were difficult to kill. Yeah, it's like...
1: Look at this. Those. is hard,
0: guys. Look at him die just dangling there.
1: He's struggling. <laughs> Guy won't die. It's really hard. It's just really hard, hard for, to for him to die. He's dying hard. Die hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should have Trav come up with the string of consciousness for each one of like how that person got to die hard or got to whatever the idiom is. <laughs> He's a die hard. That's it. <laughs> That's okay. what we will call people who
1: struggle. People who do not die easily. <laughs> they are diehards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're hard to uh, die.
0: Diehards. All right. Let's go to the next one. We've probably all heard this one. Turn a blind eye. Yep. Yes. What do you guys think it means?
2: It means I think... Well, you go ahead. So. It means to me to turn a blind eye means... well. Am I saying what it means literally, or am I saying no, what no? Like it means, what the idiom means? Oh, it just means to like. Even, <laughs> Why would
0: I have you say even, what it means literally? <laughs> just like you have an eyeball that was blind, and you just
2: turned ro- it. You rotate it. <laughs> it means like you see something that you ignore, probably like no, is either wrong or you feel uncomfortable with, but you choose to look the other way out of. Probably cowardice a lot of the times. You just say ignoring something. Uh, Trav's is more succinct (laughs) than mine.
0: (laughs) All people who turn a blind eye are cowards. (laughs) Okay, sentences? Uh, I turned a
1: blind
2: eye to that person being mugged. (laughs) (laughs) I went... To the strip club with my wife and turned a blind eye at the stage. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> is this a real is that thing something to that you do? Is this like a <laughs> date night? <laughs> I did get in trouble one time for my wife because she took me to a strip club. Um, and ESPN was playing, and I watched the TV too much. <laughs> oh <laughs> so yeah, you told me that story. I got in trouble for not watching <laughs> the girls enough. And I was like, well, shouldn't you be happy about this? Yeah. But she was, she thinks that there's a much higher probability that if I ever were to cheat on her, it would be with sports and not a girl. <laughs> so I guess she has, there's more of a fear with ESPN than with the dancing <laughs> the ladies <ESPN>. on stage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But so
0: as I've thought about this, like I've I've realized it's kind of hard to use idioms like in a sentence on the spot. It's more, it just has to come naturally.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Like once you know that language well enough to know the, like their idioms and stuff like that. It just comes more naturally than actually constructing a sentence in your head. Mm-hmm, like you don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just not something you it. think about. It, it's just second. It nature just comes. Of the it, yeah, it just comes to you once you're in the middle of your speech or your, yeah. your sentence. Uh, so to turn a blind eye is to knowingly refuse to acknowledge something which you know to be real. Okay. So, the Earth is flat. Those flat ass. Those Flat Earthers are just turning a blind eye to the fact that the world is round. And I'm pretty sure 100% of them really know it's round. They're just... We did a... Did we do an episode on we Flat We did, earthers? but we haven't. Uh, oh, yeah. Really it's it a did. lost episode. They just want to to <laughs> Um, And so the origin... Uh, the phrase turn a blind eye dates back to a legendary chapter in the career of the British naval hero Horatio Nelson during the 18, during 1801's battle of of Copenhagen Nelson's ship Nelson's ship ships were pitted against a large Danish Norwegian fleet when his more conservative superior officer flagged for him to withdraw the one-eyed Nelson supposedly brought his telescope to his bad eye and blithely pro- proclaimed, "I really don't see the signal. I just—I really don't, guys. Is there a signal? I don't see it." Uh, then he went on to win a decisive victory. It's like, mm. so, Trav, how <laughs>
1: did that go down? So he put the the spyglass up to his eye, and the guy was like, "I, you're not even putting it on your right eye." <laughs> And he's like, "Yeah, I am." There's a patch over that eye. And then he like just turns his head, and he's like, "I don't you turn that blind eye. you turn a blind eye on me and those ships."
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is the best I can do (laughs) Do on that (laughs) one. Why are they always British? I don't don't know. know. These come from idioms only come from (laughs) from British
0: people. (laughs) <laughs> well, these are English language idioms. I guess that's true. <laughs> like other, I other languages have their own idioms. That's true. And English comes from English. <laughs> like guten <laughs> Isn't that like a the beginning of a a song? Give it to me, baby. Yeah.
3: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: I hate that band
1: so much. Why do you hate Offspring? Because I just don't like their music.
0: So you don't like your own kids? All the girls say I'm pretty flat for a white guy.
2: That was a joke for him. I know. <laughs> I just thought I'd just be quiet. <laughs> even on an Audible podcast, like my jokes can't even get an Audible response <laughs> anymore. Okay, should we go to the
0: next one? Yep, next one. Crocodile Tears. Okay. Do, do you guys know what that is?
1: Some big old tears. I think that is the exact dictionary <laughs> term.
3: It's <laughs> a big old tears. Some
2: big old tears. <laughs> I think it's like when you are welling up with so much emotion, but like not full on crying yet. So it's just kind of like when you see those cartoons and they're just like biting down on the hat and they're like that's kind of getting ready for crocodile tears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think like, because you know they say like, like when you see your kids crying and they got those big old tears coming down, like oh, they got crocodile tears. It's true. I think I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we're just using it wrong. We could be. And <laughs> teach us, Alan.
0: <laughs> okay, so crocodile—the meaning of so crocodile. if I were to use it in oh, a, oh, sentence, yeah, a sentence,
2: I would say. Look at that crocodile. He's crying. He's got <laughs> crocodile <laughs> He almost flubbed up his own. Like, look
1: at, hey, hey, look, look at that crocodile. He's, he's crying. He's,
2: those are tears. He's cro- crocodile tears. <laughs> so sad. I got crocodile tears now because I'm sad about how that went down. So what is Yeah, I was going to the meeting.
0: <laughs> what? We just
1: all just stop and he's just like staring.
0: oh I was waiting for you.
1: I was done. I already did my my
0: sentence. It was it looked like you were gonna look say at my kids. But... They're crocodile tears. <laughs> all right, so the meaning is to weep crocodile tears is to put on an insincere show of sorrow. So
1: fake, fake crying. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So my kids have tons of crocodile tears then, because they yeah. fake cry all the time. I think we just use it at the wrong times when they're actually crying. Yeah.
2: We just don't say it it's when it's
0: like, they're don't feet. give me those crocodile tears.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Well done.
0: Or when when the jazz beat another team, and then we say to those fans, like <laughs> 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 Those are crocodile tears, <laughs> so the origin of this it's it 's not really like that interesting because it 's just kind of based on a myth that comes from a book back in the day, so the saying derives from a medieval belief that crocodiles shed tears of sadness while while they killed and consumed their prey <laughs>
1: <laughs> it 's basically so, like <laughs> like somebody who has a essentially like an eating disorder. And they're just shoving their face <laughs> with food. That's what I
0: was going to say. That's what I was going to say. It was like... You're <laughs> so good. I can't stop. It's like plenty of people have been depressed and they're just crying and weeping to themselves while they're just spooning ice cream into their mouth. Like <laughs> I've never actually done that, but... I love sprinkles. <laughs>
3: Once I pop... The <laughs> fun don't stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the movie scene that came to mind was on Anchorman. And I, I don't know if it's in the original, but maybe like the extended oh, version yeah. when, when, when he's at the restaurant and they give him a platter of cat poop <laughs> to eat. And he's like, no, no, I will not eat the cat poop. I will not eat the cat poop. And then he's like, okay, just (laughs) fine, just one bite. I'll take you.
2: (laughs) That's right. It's so gross. So did you recently watch Anchorman? <laughs> <laughs> no, Anchorman, I just know by no, heart. See,
1: Danny, most of us can just recall other movies that we've seen, not just the most recent one <laughs> that we've seen. <laughs> what is the most well, recent I can only seen. see the one that, so he can only talk about Godzilla
2: right now. No. <laughs> most recent I saw now is Toy Story 4. Oh, okay. So is actually a good movie. It's not bad. All the Toy uh, Stories
0: are pretty good. All right, should I? How many? Should I do two more? Two more is fine. Okay, because I can't do all these. <laughs> Let me choose. Wait, do so ten what me- more? <laughs> uh, oh, here's a fun one: close but no cigar. Ah, I like this one. It's when
1: you're close to getting something, but just
2: miss it <laughs> <laughs> by the hairs on your chinny chin chin. So it's like when you're in a contest and first prize is a cigar and you don't get it so but you were like second place Hmm. that
0: is amazingly close to the origin of it (laughs) (laughs) ding 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 sentences um
1: you almost won the
0: match
1: <laughs> close Never mind. but
0: no cigar <laughs> <laughs> I realize that this is kind of just like you a sentence in itself yeah. you don't get
2: <laughs> to <laughs> you don't get to hear the fat lady sing cause you were close but you don't get a cigar why would you do that Danny why would you change the idiom to but you don't get a cigar <laughs> <laughs> to use it in a sentence isn't that like in <laughs> independence day they're like he gives him a cigar he's like yeah when the fat lady sings <laughs> <do> you guys <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day again
0: So we're obsessed
2: so, okay, with that movie. We just talked about
1: how you need to be able to just, you know, say things from movies that you've seen in the past, not See, just the most I try recent to, one. I try to
2: incorporate he tries it for it, you, but it's literally the <laughs> only movie that you can talk about is Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I just wanted to show that I can harken back to 1996 if I have to. You
1: always harken back to
2: 1996.
1: (laughs) It's like your favorite
2: thing to say. Like, that should
1: be an idiom. Remember um, Independence Day? (laughs) And then the origin of it would be the day after Independence Day came out. And... (laughs) Because that's the first time you used, remember, on
0: Independence Day? (laughs) Anyway, so what's the the origin of it? I could have been at a barbecue. So the meaning of close but no cigar, the expression close but no cigar is used to indicate that someone has fallen just short of a successful outcome and failed to secure any reward. So basically, you know, it... Probably happened to where somebody was going
1: to win something, and just like as a, uh, it's like you know when you have a child,
0: kind of like get,
2: the you know, like, uh, like a
0: celebration cigar,
1: yeah, yeah. So well, you're close.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: But no cigar.
0: <laughs> so uh, in that scenario, like a celebration cigar for having a child, you're saying like the child would have died.
1: No, no, bars. no. I'm saying so you're, like, close window that window cigar. People used cigars as like a celebratory. Like, gesture. Oh, I saw. So, like, so, if they
0: got to the cigar,
2: that means that they were actually to the <laughs> celebration. I yes. thought you
0: were saying, like, someone's all ready to smoke their <laughs> cigar because their baby's being born, and the doctor comes out, and he's like, close. <laughs> but no <laughs> but c- cigar.
2: No, no cigar. I'm sorry, the child is, mm. Well, <laughs> we all know that if you're uh, the child, from, died the... Hard. <laughs> <laughs> from the no-name generation, they would just come out and be like, I'm sorry, diphtheria. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking wait, about? Diphtheria. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what was that called again? Oh. Dysentery? Dysentery.
3: <laughs> what Yeah.
2: You have died of diphtheria. <laughs> wait, what is diphtheria? I, diphtheria what? <laughs> is not a real word. When I came out I could sense that it was wrong. <laughs> but I didn't I was just like if I say it with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll just slide through. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Now I'm crying
0: crocodile tears over that. <laughs> I guess diphtheria is an infection caused by the bacterium corneum bacterium diphtheriae. See? It's, a thing. <laughs> it's an infection. All right. <laughs> I was thinking of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: now, nowhere on Oregon Trail does it say diphtheria. <laughs> you have died of
0: diphtheria. <laughs> but all right, so here's its origin. The phrase and its variant nice try but no cigar are of US origin and date from the mid mid 20th century. Fairground stalls gave out cigars as prizes. And, and this is the most likely source, although there's no definitive evidence no. to prove that.
1: So basically, so, yeah, yeah. like a carnival, when you're doing carnival games, that was like, your prize was a cigar. Like, no, oh, yeah. close, but no cigar. <laughs> That's yep. a crappy carnival game for a kid. I know. I'm so sick. But your, their dad were like, all right, son. <laughs> Come on over. Give that to dad. <laughs> but, all right. Did you say you had one more?
0: yeah let's just do one more all right, we all know this one. we've all heard this one. let the cat out of the bag ah yes, to basically
1: spill the beans ha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> to you know Double like, tell, tell you. the tell so- a secret or to uh just basically give all the information that was previously secret secret yeah and your sentence Danny let the cat out of the bag when he told everyone <laughs> 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 you were a woman. <gasps> you told?
2: <laughs> okay, Danny,
0: <laughs> your meaning and sentence?
2: Well, my I want to preface my sentence with like a little bit of like, a narrative so just picture this right <laughs> so a guy walks up to your front door he knocks he open the door he's a salesman and he says hey i'm selling some stuff and you say what and then he suddenly opens his sack and a cat jumps out and then i say hey you let the cat out of the bag That's wrong. Is that a sentence? Why couldn't you? Why did it have to be a salesman?
1: (laughs) Why did it have to be anybody coming to the door? Why couldn't you just say, like, some guy had a bag? He opened it up, the cat got out, and I said, hey, you let the cat out of the bag.
2: You'd why, come up with this, why big old you always f- have like way more e- efficient ways of saying things than I do.
0: <laughs> but
2: here's the funny, <laughs> thing.
0: elaborate story of the salesman. <laughs> here's the funny thing he's kind of right when it comes to the origin. <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> Which we'll get to after I read the meaning. Here's the meaning To let the cat out of the bag is to disclose a secret either deliberately or inadvertently. Nah. You guys were correct on that. The origin is up to and including in the 1700s. A lot of these come from like the 1700s. That was a good, good. It's century a good year for, for idioms. idioms.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's more than a year, right? I said century. Good century ago. for okay. idioms. I started saying year, but then I. Corrected I myself. said year. Yeah. Sorry, I'm the I'm the moron. I'm the moron. <laughs> <laughs> Up to and including in the 1700s, a common street fraud included replacing valuable pigs with less valuable cats and selling them in bags. When a cat was let out of a bag, the jig was up. Oh. A couple things with that. Who the hell
2: is selling pigs in bags? And who the hell isn't checking in the bags before they buy the bag? Yeah. And, and obviously a cat weighs a and lot how less you, than you would think a pig would.
0: If you're... If you're buying, if it's a cat, like, how do you, how is the cat not just like, Meow. No,
1: no. I'd be like, please shake the bag for me. <laughs> if it oinks, I will buy. If it meows, you can
0: kiss my ass. If it meows, <laughs> then close but no cigar. If it meows, I will still buy, but for cheaper, I will give you two
2: pennies. I don't even know what what this accent is, but it's... Puss in Boots. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much you're like Antonio Banderas you know? in boots. In boots. Can you just can you just imagine walking around
0: with sa- with bags full of pigs and cats? That's, <laughs> like, what? <I> just like, <laughs> Come and get your bags of the piggies
2: and the kitties. Well, and then what would make well, it he worse? You couldn't advertise the cats. Yeah, just said that, get your pigs in a bag. It's a mystery bag. <laughs> but what
0: would make it worse is, are they selling the live pig, live pigs in a bag, or dead pigs? And if so, that means they have to murder these cats and put them in bags,
2: which is why don't they just put a freaking like piece of wood in the bag or something? <laughs> like that's probably even cheaper than cats. <laughs> <laughs> you, like have and to raise cats from <laughs> my bag has a stick. Why well, need my cats to be full grown? Where's so. my pig?
0: I got to take wait. care of them from birth. Real quick, I'm just going to go through this last one because I like this one. And I have something to say about it. Bite the bullet. We all know what that is. We all <laughs> We've heard it. Meaning except is to accept the inevitable impending hardship and endure the resulting pain for fort- with fortitude. The origin is one of the more bizarre metaphors in the English language likens death to a... Wait. If you bite the bullet, you die. Oh, I put this wrong one in here. <laughs> I have the wrong one <laughs> on my notes, but basically, it was uh, back in the day before anesthesia. Doctors to they would either they they would give their patients alcohol, whiskey, to try and numb the pain, and then on the battlefield they would give them a lead bullet to bite down on or chew on. Oh. And All I have to say, I work in an ER medicine has come a long way. Since. Because (laughs) back back then they were trying to save a patient's life by like doing surgery or like sawing off their leg or amputation. And then the doctor's like, here's
2: a ball of poison for you to just chew on while I'm trying to save your life. I was going to come back with that same (laughs) joke. I was going to be like... See, does it hurt? And he's like, "No, but I feel very ill because like, well, I poisoned you with lead."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed interesting,
2: idioms. Interesting
1: idioms. All right. Now, now can, let's uh,
2: finish up on this quick story of an idiom. So this goes back to just if you're not familiar with the idioms itself, they are very very confusing. And Alan and I, being of the children being children of the corn <laughs> of somebody who is not originally from um the US a japanese woman was often confused <laughs> <laughs> was often- You are being so weird about this. Yeah. Just
1: say your mom's japanese. Okay. My mom's she- japanese.
2: <laughs> But she was often, um, you could see that she was very confused by things that my dad would say to her. And so I remember specifically one evening, they were having a little bit of a disagreement. And my dad said, you don't throw rocks at glass houses. <laughs> in glass houses. No, she said at glass houses. or did, Is it in?
0: Yeah.
2: No, you don't, I don't know, whatever. And she's like, what? Yeah, no duh. <laughs> you break the glass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then I'm like, yeah,
2: I guess language is not universal. So it is confusing to somebody who doesn't know what it means or hasn't grown up around it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. For sharing. But yeah, let's get into uh, the final question. Um, go ahead, Al. The Battle of Yorktown.
0: 1781 Monsieur Hamilton Monsieur Lafayette In command where you belong Are you saying no sweater? We're finally on the field We've had quite a run Immigrants We we get get the job
3: done
2: (laughs) So, my question is Would you guys like your life to be a musical? (laughs) No (laughs) And that's my segment (laughs) Well, it doesn't surprise me. Trav answers no to everything. (laughs) Alan? It would get annoying. (laughs) Thank you. So,
0: okay. Well, I I do sometimes imagine you know how in movies there's a scene where like one person starts out and then by the end of the song, like he has the entire town behind him and they're all like synchronized dancing. If you're asking me, would it be cool to. Basically, a flash mob. Yeah. That would be awesome to
1: partake in. Would it be, be cool in. to be in a flash mob? Yeah. Yes. Would it be cool to just
2: have your be life trying being... to
1: work and then just having some music playing <laughs> to just describe your feeling <laughs> and give away all of cats out of the bag now. Got a song playing about
0: how I'm feeling. Very good usage of that in a Thank sentence. Thank you,
2: Alan. <laughs> I'm glad the idioms are making up. <laughs> there's presence known right now. I... Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see the gears turning. I'm going to say something. No, that's going to be stupid. I was trying Doesn't to make find sense. an idiom that would fit. And... <laughs> all <laughs> right. Oh, so man. I want to know why you came up with this. So <laughs> I came up with this. Okay. So if anyone has listened to some of our episodes or all of our episodes, you probably know or have kind of felt like, oh, usually Danny has a question that's more... I don't know, like, I had to research it based mm-hmm. or, you know, like, oh, he had to learn or figure it out or whatever. And then we talked about it. And so, but once in a while, you have a little bit of a cure, not curiosity, a creative itch. Ah. And that just kind of is what happened this week. I was like, you know, I kind of just feel more like I want to do something... More of just like a hypothetical question, more of just a fun, lighthearted question and just kind of itch my creative scratch. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that gonna be an idiot?
1: No, <laughs> no that doesn't even make sense. It would be scratch, scratch my creative, creative itch. itch. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> My creative
2: scratch. Let me let me back you on the pat. <laughs> this is this is, uh, this is not my finest day. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I know earlier, Trav's like, yeah, I'm the moron. I I feel like if anyone listens to this episode, they will have a different conclusion <laughs> by the end of it. But so anyway, but yeah, no, is so brain, fart why, brain fart brain
0: fart up like what's the word? I just had a brain fart. An idiom? Would brain fart qualify as an idiom? I don't know. I don't know.
2: You should find out the origin and let us know. Post it on social media or something. It was like somebody just farted so bad it gave him a headache. He's like, ah, oh, my head. Ah, oh, my brain fart.
1: Brain fart. And then they're like, all right, what were you saying? Because I don't, I don't remember. I had hurt so bad from that fart. <laughs>
2: All right. Back to the creative itch. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's kind of why I came up with it. But it was also kind of, it's been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> this is one of those things where <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I just need to come out and just tell you guys
1: I love musicals. <laughs> I can't, I can't hold it in any longer. <laughs>
2: well, now I don't want to say it anymore. <laughs> so it's okay I, if you <laughs> like musicals. Literally, what I have in my notes is my whole life. I always thought it would be fun to be in a modern update, <laughs> a modern day upbeat musical.
1: <laughs> I'm not laughing because that's actually like I mean, I don't mind musicals for the most part, but it's just of things that
2: I did not know about you
0: that is the top (laughs) this was his skeleton in the closet
2: so but yeah like I think it's just like I always like growing up even though I would always be like you know it would be so much easier to like get a date or like impress this girl if I could just like express myself musically song and dance you know just like it just seems so much cooler when they do it. And so like I'm not proud of this, but honestly, I kind of like the descendant movies on Disney Channel. My daughter loves them. So yeah. Oh, the ones with the with, like, like the, the kids of yeah, the Yeah, the villains. Because they're like upbeat music, they're more modern. And I'm like, you know what? Like that would have been awesome to be like in that when I was in high school. Right, right. High school musical? Maybe. I didn't really ever watch High School Musical. Well, neither did I, but I know it exists. <laughs> and another one that I actually kind of liked was Greatest Showman.
1: Okay, uh, Greatest Showman yeah. is, yeah.
2: I, I haven't I, seen I get that. that.
1: I haven't watched it. because should has, watch
2: it. It has good music in it, and it just makes you feel good yeah. and sad at times. I mean, although the music is just very. P.T.
1: Barnum was a horrible man, that movie made him look freaking sweet. And he had some chops. That's true. That's
0: true. <laughs> well, so, he was played by what's his name, Jack uh, or Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jack. Jackman. Hugh Jackman, like Wolverine. of course, you're gonna
2: look good as Hugh Jackman. Yep. He could have starred in his. <laughs> he was Wolverine. He could have been his own main attraction. Yep. <laughs> ha. It's like oh, I saw sales Rent. Are down. <laughs> I saw Rent on Broadway when I went to New York, like back at, when I was 21 ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard it's expensive there. Oh, it, it is rent on Bravo but Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, like what is that like per square foot? But <laughs> <laughs> Do not did you
1: not see it coming? I did not. As soon as he said I, <laughs> I heard that's expensive. I was like, I get where he's going. <laughs> and it's going to be a <laughs> 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 uh,
2: All right. <laughs> so, if <laughs> if if Your life was a musical. I know that you don't want it to be, and you would think it would be annoying eventually, Alan. But if it was, would you guys have a song that you would specifically be like, this would be my theme song? You know,
1: I remember you... So you asked us these questions, and I'm having a hard... I I had a hard time with these. Because I don't know if there's... I remember back before I got married, I had a theme song because... All of my friends were getting married, and I was... I didn't feel like I was ready to get married, but then after everybody was getting married, I was like, well, I guess I should get married too. But <laughs> You got I, married pretty young, though. Well, I was 24, but everybody else was younger than that. Yeah, this is Utah. Everybody else gets married. Like, I wasn't married yet. You had already had a kid, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> so <Semantics>. you were <laughs> you were already like ahead of the game there <laughs> um so i listened to this song quite a bit on repeat and it's very sad to say but it's a, a john mayer song and uh it's called i'm tired of being alone <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about him saying you know i know you're out there i could have met you anywhere but where are you and uh so yeah he just sings about that so i remember that being my theme song back then today Probably something like, who sings that? Is it like Rihanna that sings that song? It's like, work, 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 work. Oh, yeah, done work, 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 Yeah, I think that is Rihanna.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, that's a and, good that just one. Goes, I kind
1: of feel that way too. Goes for everything. I'm not just talking about going to Because I go to work, and then I come home, and then I do work, 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 work,
2: work. <laughs> so. If they could just like update it a little bit, it would be like, work, 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 work kids 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 <laughs> yeah so sleep, something sleep, 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 so, sleep,
1: like sleep. and i didn't have time to really go through because i was you know doing some research on my own stuff but uh something that has to do with just being a a dad family man whatever but uh yeah that's my answer sweet
2: that's a good one though alan ah uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming up with his this theme the- song as we speak so we'll do a little it's, side tangent. The well. theme
0: song of ER. I'm trying to think. I would. What's that? I can't it's remember. Just a musical. I, oh. just, it's I, I love movie scores. Like so, just any good movie score. So, like, what's Jurassic like Park? A, yeah, Jurassic Park. Or like, if I could, if like, could I have more than one?
2: Well, the question is, what would be your one theme song? <laughs> <laughs> so no, the answer is no. You no, you have can what have it. whatever you want. It's
0: if your life it's, is a musical, it's your musical, man. Yeah, You're in charge. It would just be a mashup of movie scores like Jurassic Park, uh, Braveheart, Saving Private Ryan. Just a right. bunch, of, you know. I yeah. remember so. Tra- with with also some some gangster rap. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, sweet.
0: Have you guys ever been?
3: <laughs>
1: He's
0: having a hard time today. <laughs> but have you guys ever just been? Have you guys ever just been doing something with headphones on and you're like, you're listening to rap or gangster rap and you just feel hardcore? Oh, it just makes you feel like you walk, you stride better. Like, mm, oh, yeah. yeah. When Do I go
1: jogging, I run so much better, but. Then when I stop and I'm like about ready to throw up, I feel pathetic because you got like DMX in the back. He's like, "What? <laughs> don't give it to me! What?" And I'm like, <laughs> 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 "All right, X, will you give it <laughs> one, play, one <laughs> place. One place though. Ow, like,
2: ow. I don't know if you guys ever feel this, but like, anytime you go to like a like an action movie or like some kind of fun, cool movie or something, and then at the end when the credits are rolling, they always have some kind of like upbeat like." fun music right Mm -hmm. I always for whatever reason I get up out of my chair and I like walk out of the theater like down the stairs like in the most badass way (laughs) like I just feel like yeah like I probably pretty much am Vin Diesel
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there's me I get up and I'm like hobbling down the stairs because I'm like I just sat for
2: two and a half hours (laughs) and my butt's asleep (laughs) but the sad thing is I'm like putting on my Satchel and <laughs> yes, that thing you can't, Danny. You can't carry that around everywhere. Hey,
0: I have a satchel, but
1: everywhere. Wow. One night, I call him up. I'm like, "Hey, want to go see a movie?" I'm like, "I'm just going to see Shazam." I'm like, quince and the kids are asleep. I'm, I'm bored." You know, he's like, oh, "Okay." And I, I was like, I'll just meet you there. It was like a 10 o'clock movie or something like that. So I'd meet him there at like 9.45 and there he is with his little satchel. <laughs> I'm like, just take a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have in there that you need the <laughs> whole thing?
2: If you ask my wife, she'll tell you it's satchel sexy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think, we're, my sexy back. I think we're getting a okay. little off. Let's, of the focus. Let's refocus.
1: Focusing on your satchel. I'm bringing sexy back. That would yep. also be my,
2: my theme. Your theme song. <laughs> bringing sexy back.
0: Take it to the cost. <laughs> Go ahead. Be gone with it.
2: So ahead, do you remember okay. years and years ago when we were in high school, Trav? Um, and we've, I think we've mentioned Trav, my on the show before, um, Trav's stepbrother. Yep. Right. And long <laughs> you ask a, a friend. question as if like you didn't know, <laughs> well, like I, for some reason I drew a blank, like as if like is that what he would be to you? Yes, I was just Step gonna say brother. brother, but like technically he's not your like blood brother, but nope. like they're you know long you know it doesn't matter. But he was going up, uh, and we dropped him off. Like I don't even know why you and I were there. We didn't have dates, but he did. And oh, because
1: back then it didn't matter. You <laughs> just were like. We're all just gonna be there.
2: <laughs> It'll be three guys and one girl. But we uh <laughs> <laughs> not that way. That just, is uh <laughs> not what we did. <laughs> but <laughs> he like walked her up to the door and remember, like we he was like, I wanna kiss her. Like we knew that he wanted to kiss her. Is and this so when we wanted to sing kiss so the girl from. We like rolled down the window <laughs> a crack and we were just like, Sha-la-la-la-la-la, don't <laughs> be scared. <laughs> <laughs> like you forever, we were just sitting there singing. Yeah, that, that was song. pretty lame. Yeah, there you see her. But we were basically really creating. Crusty. We were basically creating his life and turning it into a musical for him. That's so, true. You should thank us, Trap My Doe. I don't welcome. even remember if he got a kiss actually. Or not. If we really wouldn't, I know who it was, and he will not be thanking us. <laughs> 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 now that you say that, now it's coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was also during a time just. Just so you know, Alan,
1: Danny and Travis had broken up with their girlfriends at that time and decided that they made mistakes and wanted to get back together with their girlfriends on the same night to make it just a fun event. (laughs) What should we do tonight? I was 100% opposed to this whole thing, but... They did it anyway, and for whatever reason, like I said, we were all just there. I was there for both of those. Just sitting in the
0: car. Well, you get so bored in high school. (laughs) What happened? Did you get back with them? Yeah, they did,
1: and then they broke up again.
2: (laughs) It was (laughs) short-lived. But anyway, okay, let's move on. So I I kind of went through. You guys can interject, so we'll speed through this part a little bit. Um, but I had another question: is like, okay, well, if your life was a musical, then what aspects of it would be good or bad? So, like, basically, what are the pros and what are the cons of your life being a musical? So, here are some of the pros. If you guys have any other pros, you let me know. Uh, pros I came up with is you can get super hyped up before any type of physical or mental challenge. Okay, you can get. A shot of motivation or energy when you need it. The magical moments in life could be enhanced greatly. Everyone around you would have a su- or have to be super involved in your life, as they could be called upon to be backup singers and dancers at any point. And finally, you would or you would more than likely always be in really good shape since you'll be dancing all the time. <laughs> Those are pros say, that I came up
1: with. If this would happen so like if just some imaginary music player could just take my mood and play the perfect song for that moment i think that would be cool i mean as long as i got to choose Because, like if i was like you know
2: like if it just happened for you (laughs) yeah like
1: (laughs) you know like it's on my birthday you know and i'm sitting there thinking like oh I wonder what my wife's got in store for me later and just the whole day long birthday sex is playing. Going, <laughs> birthday,
0: birthday sex. <laughs> birthday sex.
1: Like, that would not, like, I mean, later it would be fine, but then I'd be at home and my daughter would be like, dad, what's birthday sex?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'd be like, damn music players just shut <laughs> up. So I'd have to be able to be like, all right, I need some music now, but they, but just the imaginary thing just chooses the right music for the right moment and I know all the words. That would be bad A. Yeah.
2: And I, I would agree with that. Alan, do you have any of the pros? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys covered them. So the cons I came up with are um, the tough... Wait, what did I write? The tough... <laughs> See how hard it is to read your writing.
3: <laughs>
2: I wrote, the tough and down times in life <laughs> <laughs> could be even more accented with depressing music playing. So basically, I think I meant like...
1: If you're down. Yeah, if uh, you're already yeah, yeah.
2: down or you're having a really hard time and you have depressing music playing, it's just going to make it even worse. Yep. Like, I remember after a relationship, went sour back in the day
0: like that there the big one of the big songs was i think it was neo the and i'm so sick of love songs so mm. so tired of tears yep. like i was just like oh, i'm so <laughs> sick of the, <laughs> the tears or
1: it's like <laughs> hearing all
0: these love songs around me when my life it's not full of love anymore. <laughs> it's
1: like the time that you broke up with your girlfriend and then you made me film, a, <laughs> film you in a music video of Creed. <laughs> um <laughs> We had, and we had to, we, had we to took so to, many takes
2: of you putting eye drops in your eyes so that you would cry. <laughs> <laughs> and we figured the only way that it would work is I had to start with my head like I had to be yeah. looking straight, straight up at the ceiling, put the eye drops in, then Trav would be like action and I would have to put my head down so it would fall out of my eye <laughs> down my face. <laughs> Creed. What Creed song? Yeah, <laughs> what song was it? Was it with arms wide open? Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: with <the> arms wide <laughs> open. And
1: then we had to go up onto the, like the peak, like that looks over Salt Lake City. It was super windy, and uh, yeah. I had to do this this <laughs> circle around him. He had as a video
2: camera, he had to run around me so that we could get like the circular panorama, like the like as if he was encircling He's
1: got me. his <laughs> arms out and he's just like with <laughs> arms <laughs> wide <laughs> open.
2: <laughs> Let's never talk about this. We <laughs> need to be a find part, it. That should be a part of life that is no longer find it and allowed post to be talked about because it is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's point one. That's a con. <laughs> two. At some point, you may just want some peace and quiet. Wait, there was a.
0: I, I have to say this. There was a U two so- right? song. you two right. U two song that you were obsessed with, and I remember you like. Taking the song and putting your like writing your own lyrics to the music, it was what is that song? The um, With or Without You. That song. That was his favorite
1: thing to do. Was change the lyrics to all songs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then. (laughs) <laughs> you were like, I remember. I don't know what you ever did. Did you ever like record
2: yourself singing it
0: or something? Oh, well,
2: no. Like, I you? did have a creative writing class with uh, the aforementioned Trav Midell that we talk about talked about. But <laughs> in that class, like everyone's like, okay, you write your own things, and then the teacher would be like, okay, you have to share it in class. Well, I rewrote the lyrics to American, American Pie. Pie. <laughs> it was so long, which is like an <laughs> eight minute long song. <laughs> And like, people were just sitting there and this one girl was so rude. Wait, what's, is that the My,
0: my Miss American Pie Drove my
2: Chevy to the levee but the levee was dry. I'm pretty sure at some point in there I talked about fresh-dried kilp.
1: (laughs) It's because he just, anything that rhymes. (laughs) It was the worst. I'm sorry. That was like, as far as creativity goes, that was the worst ever because I, and I'm so glad I wasn't actually in that class <laughs> because I probably would have been the heckler from there. i be like, boo, sit down. It was like but, eight yeah.
2: minutes long. So there was a girl who went right before me and no joke. Literally, this is what she shared was like, chair, checkers, banana, truck, Like she went on for a couple minutes, just like with random words. And then I started reading mine and halfway through mine, she's like, Oh God, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You just said words. At least mine rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) So long. Uh, But anyway, all right. So other cons at some point you may just want some peace and quiet, but instead are perpetually bombarded with music. Mm -hmm. And that seems like what Trav you were saying before. Yeah. Uh, you may be tired another one is you may be tired or sick but then forced to bust out dancing in the situ- if the situation calls for it and so, you had diarrhea and you got to like get up and up just dance, dance you like it sucks or finally every task no matter how mundane could potentially take forever to get done if an entire ensemble came and had a song and dance about it yeah that would suck any other cons that you guys would have
1: no i mean i think you kind of got <laughs> like all, all sides of things I think it would just be it would just be too much there would be so much going on too much music I mean with what we have now we can turn on and off our music yeah so but with that type of
0: world you never know <laughs> <laughs> so like so would how would you sleep I have to have complete silence to sleep so if there's just music going on Maybe it's a lullaby. No, I can't. Lullabies don't put me to sleep because I'm not a baby. And like I just said, I have to have complete silence. I can't do the white. I don't get the white noise type things that people. Depends on what what the white. That would just drive me nuts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't know. White noise could be fine. I like listening to nature sounds when I go to sleep, like rain and jungle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's why in your dream episodes it rains a lot there's always a thunderstorm in your dreamisodes yeah. that you do <laughs> and, then, and uh, the episode where you were like and all the animals in the world were there there were what did you say cobras, cobras and, and yeah. cows
2: <laughs> and other animals <laughs> alright no, first of all I don't ever get to listen to rain and, and jungle sounds when I go to <laughs> sleep because my wife Probably wouldn't like it, but I would choose that if I was alone. <laughs> okay, so finally then, if you guys could pick, it sounds like you, I would know the answer to this, but if you could pick, if your life had to be a musical, would you want it to be just your life or would you want it to be everyone's life? Oh, man. Musical? It would ha- It would have just to be mine. just mine. Because
1: yeah. think of how noisy it would be. It so just so crazy. Like, I read this book where... All the people could hear everybody's thoughts. And they just called it like the noise because that's really what it was. It was just like, imagine just just nothing ever being quiet. Ever.
2: Thousands of voices. Thousands of voices the
1: all the time. That's what it would be. Everybody would be singing, like people would be coming down the street with their own song and their own people, and somebody else would coming up the other way, and there'd just be battles, street battles. <laughs> Actually, I'm taking it back. This would be cool.
3: <laughs>
1: As I'm thinking about it.
2: But uh, see, like, street battles. I, I mean, for dance. me, I would rather have it only be mine, but that's because you guys always say I'm a little narcissistic, and I don't want to be a backup dancer for somebody else's musical. I, I want to be the star in my own musical. That's when he breaks out with Bon Jovi. It's my
3: life, and it's, it's now, now or never. Or never. But well, as we as we
1: finish this up, uh, I couldn't remember all of the questions um, that you had asked, and so I thought one of them was, "What would uh, your musical be called?" And I did come up
2: with one. Oh, it, that was not one, but that's a good question. What would your musical be called, Trev?
1: Don't forget the milk, because what? that is what I have to do. A lot is
2: go pick up milk,
1: oh. and so, <laughs> my wife. Every time I leave, like tonight, I'm leaving. She's like. Don't forget
2: to pick up milk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say because you like the song. like My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. No. Dang right. That's better than yours. Nope. All right. But- so to finish up my segment, I'm going to just give you guys all a little sneak peek into what a day in a life would be like if your life was a musical or if my life was a musical. So I'm going to read you guys a little story in musical form.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Are <clears throat> you going to sing it?
2: All right. The name of this story is called A Day in the Life of My Musical. (laughs) It's very creative.
3: I have a
1: hard time. I feel like you just, you started very poorly with the creativity.
2: (laughs) I don't know where it can go from there. All right. Okay. So this is where it starts. We're going to enter scene. All right. Like most other mornings, my day starts with me coming out of a hazy dream state and slowly rega- regaining consciousness. This day will be no different. I can't tell where the journey will end But I know
3: where to start They tell me I'm too young to
2: understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes, so that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all
3: over, when I'm wiser and I'm older. All this time I was finding myself
2: and I didn't know I was lost. So okay. did I say, mention, <laughs> <all that long. laughs> did I mention that this is going to be a day in the life in real time? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So now that I'm up, I must get ready and head to work as I sit in the car at a stoplight in a malaise as you know what malaise. Yeah. As I sit in the car at a stoplight in a malaise, as I'm still trying to wake up, I look at the person to my left, then the person to my right. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank Fuel burning fast on an empty tank All right. So (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't go to the whole (laughs) thing. If you guys didn't catch it, I got to work first. So I won the race. He's racing no one. (laughs) The person (laughs) to my left and my right.
3: They're
1: not going to the same place as you.
2: (laughs) This is my musical.
0: (laughs) All right. They're literally in like the left turn lane. You're going straight.
2: These guys don't even know it, but I'm going to win.
0: (laughs) Danny's like, suckers.
2: All right. Once I'm at the office, I am summoned down to a meeting to meet a very important client and must find a way to close the deal with them.
3: Now that's a deal that seems worth taking.
2: But I guess I'll leave that up (laughs) to. I can just see you doing
1: this in the bank. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it's intriguing, but to go would cost me greatly So what percentage of the show would I be taking? Well, fair enough, you'd want a piece of all the action I'd give you seven, we could shake and make it happen I wasn't born this morning, 18 would be just fine
1: Why not just go ahead and ask for nickels on the dive? 15, i do 8, 12, maybe 9,
0: 10
2: <laughs> Alright, so
0: this is like
1: you at the teller station <laughs> They're just trying to get money out, you're just not <laughs> negotiating. <laughs>
2: negotiating their own money. <laughs> okay. Well, I whittled them down to 10.
1: I <laughs> $300, please. <laughs> nah, I'll give you 10% of that.
2: So, just as I thought the deal was about to be done... Unfortunately, these guys are playing hardball and challenge me to a foot race to win their business. <laughs> of course, not. Would being... you like racing?
0: <laughs> He's everything like... turns everything mean... into a competition. He's musical. He's already had two races. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so he weird. literally wakes up and then he just looks for
2: races. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so of course, not being one to back down from a challenge, I accept. Falling too fast to prepare for this, tripping in the world could be
3: dangerous, everybody circling as vultures, negative, nepotist. everybody waiting for the fall of everybody praying for the end of times, everybody hoping they could be the one, I was born to run, I was born for this. Rip, rip, run me like a racehorse, pull me like a ripcord, break me down and build me up, I wanna
1: be the slip, slip, word upon your lip, lip, ready you rip, rip, break me down and build me up,
3: whatever it's time.
2: So I win that race <laughs> because I did whatever it took to win that race. So
0: I like give tripping it the other guy,
2: <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> I give it my all and end up winning the foot race and ultimately win my company. Some much needed business. I started walking back through the office toward my office. Everyone in the building is so happy that I closed the deal. i I'm on top of the world. Eh? I'm on top of the world. Eh? We've we'll done this for a while now.
1: You know he's just picturing everybody (laughs) lifting him up on, (laughs) lifting him up on their shoulders while he's just like, I'm on top of the world, hey, I'm on top of the (laughs) world.
2: Well, I closed the big deal that we needed to stay in business, so yeah, they're all happy because I saved their jobs. (laughs) Streamers and glitter in the air, (laughs) confetti. Uh, This bank is very
0: exciting. (laughs)
2: Uh, That's why I'm saying like maybe if your life wasn't musical, (laughs) it would be better.
0: The camera shot from above while he's crowd surfing and it's like (laughs) the camera's (laughs)
2: rotating. But so, of course, after that, I'm about to leave work for the day. Knowing that I had accomplished another successful day at the office when Trav calls me. ooh, I'm in there. He lets me know he's at the local gym and has been challenged to a two-on-two basketball pickup game.
0: another competition!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And needs help. (laughs) And needs my help as a ringer. I tell him I'll be right (laughs) (laughs) there. So you're implying that you are just like the best, that you you can actually
0: be a ringer.
2: (laughs) I tell him I'll be right there. You ready? (laughs)
3: Let's go!
1: Danny's thinking like, it's like, I'm on the phone. I'm like, Danny, I don't know if I can beat these guys. He's like, well, this is what you need. 10% luck, 20% skill,
3: 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name.
1: <laughs> but Danny, I don't know math. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't worry, it's 100%. (laughs) Alright, so I show up at the gym and Trav and I make quick work of our cocky opponents. I tell Trav that I need to head home to see my family, but he seems a little bummed that I'm leaving so soon. (laughs) I tell him everything will be okay, and that I'll catch up with him soon. You could have said, you just go home. (laughs) 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 To your family. (laughs) Well, I wanted to let you down easy, so... So I let you know It's been a long (laughs) day Without you, my friend I feel like this is just a
1: little bit too much (laughs) Too (laughs) much for our friendship
3: (laughs) We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again
1: in reality, what so that, would really happen is I, you're like I gotta go home. I'm like, all right, we'll see you later. You're like, it's been a
3: long <laughs> day.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile,
2: like I'm still trying to like walk, and you're just sitting there singing to me. <laughs> Trav has a hard time when I gotta leave, so I help him through it. But <clears throat> he can go home to his family now. So I personally start heading home and call my wife to let her know I'll be there soon.
3: I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming. Home. <laughs> Tell the
1: world. The Your wife sticks her head out wash the
3: window. Daddy's coming! I, <laughs> yesterday. I don't care I if anyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm
2: So I get home because I told them I was coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and once I'm home, my wife lets me know that the lawn needs to be mowed and that some light landscaping must be completed. I was so caught up in my <laughs> up in my work that I hardly noticed that I had gotten dirty. I looked down to see that some dirt had parked itself on my shirt.
3: Turn up your shoulder, you got a kid. Turn up your shoulder, you gotta kick, keep back. Get, turn up your shoulder, you gotta kick, keep
2: back, get, turn up your shoulder. Did there are other words for that song? <laughs> <laughs> well, all I had to do was get the shirt turn off my shoulder. <laughs> off <the> shoulder. <laughs> that was the only relevant part for that. So <laughs> As I wrap up my yard work duties, I look up at the sky <laughs> and see a storm rolling in good thing I was able to finish all this yard work first, I thought to myself, as I saw a bolt of lightning strike through the sky and could feel the rolling vibrations from the crack of its thunder.
3: Thunder, 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 thunder,
1: you just see, like, some neighbors walking by your house, and you're just out there just going, thunder, thunder, thunder. Dun, 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 dun. Like to everyone else, like <laughs> there's no music, there no,
2: <laughs> it's just you, it's just me singing, <laughs> thinking it's like my life is a musical. They're like, uh, we're gonna have to have this guy committed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Children come inside, lightning, <laughs> and dun, dun, dun. that weird guy is singing again. <laughs> so, of course, after all this, it's been a long day. So, I go inside and help my wife put the kids to sleep. Finally, after this long but very prosperous day, I cuddle up with my wife for the night.
3: Girl, you don't want it, I want you. And if you won't, make girl, you got me. Mr.
1: Episode is so going to be flagged by
2: YouTube. <laughs> I know that's what I was saying, <laughs> but so I mean I don't think I have to say anything other than my night ended well. So <laughs> uh, so after that cuddle time, as we'll call it, I then slowly drift off to sleep and settle back in for another night of wonderful dreams.
3: We. <laughs> He's jungle sound. It's come full circle. mama. <laughs> In the jungle.
1: Really? Jungle, <laughs> you could have stopped
2: at various
3: places.
2: <laughs> I mean, Trav, you should know you sleep like one third of your life. So, so it has to be quite quite long compared to my, compared to my life. Well, so that is a day in the life if your life was a musical.
0: Amazing announcement. We did it. We have now done our longest episode ever. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Speaking of long, we even went long for us.
1: (laughs) So... And I thought this was going to be a shorter one because I was the one that had the
2: most difficult <laughs> segment. <so. laughs> Time flies when you're having
1: fun. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it all. Actually, I mean, this was a really fun episode for us. So um, hopefully you felt the same. Don't forget, check out our website at com where you can interact with us. Uh, same thing with all of our social media sites, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at QCode podcast. And... Uh, Yeah. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And if you're wondering where you can catch us, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And please, we're trying to get more subscribers on YouTube. We're going to start having more and more videos coming out in the future. So you don't want to miss those. Just go in Take a look at what we got already, which isn't much, but still interesting enough to look at. And uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And and then click the bell if you want to know whenever we have anything new coming out. So
2: who knows? Maybe, though, we'll eventually have a video where I'm trying to console Travis. I have to. Maybe we can even take this musical and try and like
1: sort of make it. (laughs) I would like to see this. (laughs) But anyway, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. And we will see you next week.